an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Today on the podcast, I have Dr. Debbie Silber, and this is such a huge interview because we are talking about betrayal. Dr. Debbie Silber has done research and knows exactly how to go from betrayal to transformation. In my own experience with working with clients, I have seen how people hold onto this energy for so long and it wreaks havoc in their body. I wish that I had known that you could just have this five-step process and move on and become the person that you really want to be instead of wallowing in this betrayal. We want to have that next step and Dr. Debbie Silber really lays it out for us exactly what needs to be done. You are going to love this interview and you're going to see how impactful it is when you can go from betrayal to transformation. Dr. Debbie Sibler has this book called Trust Again, and you will definitely want to check that out. It is already sold out twice and it just was released over a month ago. Dr. Debbie Silbler has done two TEDx talks on betrayal and you're not going to want to miss those. But for now, here she is giving her wisdom and knowledge about her own transformation and how you can transform your life. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. So today I'm talking to Dr. Debbie Silber, and we are talking about betrayal. It's what I've seen over the last 15 years working with people that when the heart chakra is failing, the rest of the body is failing. I mean, it's just very obvious to me. And and when I come across those betrayals in the heart center, it's heavy. It's actually heavy energy that's sitting there. It's pretty amazing. And, And the transformation that comes when we release that is so awesome. And so I love that you talk about post betrayal transformation. You know, and that's the name of your website and your institute. And it's so important that we transform from our betrayal because it is. And also you said something that's so great. It was trauma is the setup for transformation. I a hundred million percent believe that. And that is exactly actually how I got onto my path was I was betrayed so badly that I almost wanted to leave this earth. And I'm glad that I didn't, obviously. And and it took a lot of rebuilding, but I was doing it just, you know, willy-nilly. You know, I kind of just started with meditation to calm myself down. So it's so great that you have a process. I can't wait for you to share that with everybody. So please tell us about you. Yeah. You, you know, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. And of course, it was a, a very traumatic betrayal first for my family. And I thought I learned everything I was meant to learn from that experience. Clearly, I did not. You know, the universe gives you more opportunities to learn something you have yet to learn. And then that opportunity came. And this time it was my husband. Anybody who's been through that, you know, you're blindsided, devastated, shocked. I was no different. I was desperate to, to understand this. So got him out of the house and enrolled in a PhD program. Maybe not the first thing everybody would do coming off a of betrayal, but <laughs> one of the lessons for me was, and I looked at it and I said, what's, what's similar to both of these experiences? 
And I realized I never put my own needs on the list. It was always about everybody else and boundaries were always getting crossed. And, you know, here I was at the time, you know, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business, but I was nowhere to be found. So I was like, you know what, that's it. I really want this PhD. I was so intuitively guided because I was thinking like, how on earth am I ever going to manage even doing this? I didn't even care. This is where I was headed. So I enrolled in this program that was in transpersonal psychology, psychology of transformation and human potential. And while I was there, I did a study. I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? Mm. And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my life, changed my health, changed my business, my family, everything. Right. Once you learn like that secret and you know how to get through something, you just have to share it with everybody. There was so, no way I was keeping this to myself. Right. And I also want to say, I've, I've thought about doing that PhD program that you're talking about, you know, in transpersonal psychology. So that's really cool that you did it. What are the stages? Like, what do, how do we get through this? First of all, let me share what the three discoveries were, and then I can absolutely walk through the stages. So the first one was that I had been through death of a loved one. I'd lost my mom. I'd been through disease. I had peritonitis. I was in the ICU for 11 days. Like I know trauma, but betrayal felt so different. And and originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth because I like, you know, I like the upside of things. You know, Mm. betrayal is a dark topic. And so I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can find a link between betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And post-traumatic growth is like the upside of trauma, how any trauma death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever, leaves you with a new awareness, perspective, insight that you didn't have, which is great. But I was, "Mm, nah, betrayal feels different. I didn't want to assume. So I asked all my study participants and I said, if you've been through something other than betrayal, does it feel different for you? Hands down unanimously. They said, oh my gosh, it's so different because betrayal feels intentional. Mm. You know, let's say you lose someone you love. You don't necessarily take it personally right? Betrayal, you take personally Mm. and you have to rebuild the self, everything that was destroyed, trust, worthiness, a sense of confidence, rejection, abandonment. It all takes Mm. a huge hit. So it all has to be rebuilt. So I felt like it needed its own name. So the healing, the total and complete healing from betrayal is now called post-betrayal transformation. That was one of the discoveries. The second was that there is this collection, this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. What I found so interesting about this is, at this point, we probably have, I don't know, 9,000 people who've taken the post-betrayal syndrome quiz in the last year and a half or so. And there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? And besides reading about the physical, mental, emotional symptoms, It's so interesting because we've all been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. Mm. Because people write things like, well, you know, my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 30 years ago. I can't trust again. You know, my betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know when it comes to healing from betrayal, we only heal when we face it, feel it, heal it. So that was the second discovery. Mm. And the third discovery, this one blew my mind. What we discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, 
if we're going to heal, we're going to move through five stages. What's even more exciting about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next, which now means healing is predictable. Wow, that's so awesome. People need to hear this. And I know so many people who have told me that same story. You know, my divorce was 12 years ago and I just can't even think about having a relationship. And you're like, wow. You know, especially when I know that we're here to connect, you know, we're here to trust and love and feel appreciated. And and that cuts that off, you know. You're pushing out all this stuff that's good for you just to try to protect yourself. But it's really, it takes so much effort to hold that stuff off. And our body really thrives off of that stuff. So the first stage, what is it? Yeah. So I'll walk you through all the stages and you'll see where I see most people staying in a stage and you'll see it so clearly the most common place to get stuck is stage three and it's so interesting because people say oh you know no no, that happened years ago my scenario now my health now my you know relationships now whatever is not based on that oh yes it is and when i walk you through the stages you'll see exactly why so the first stage is like a setup stage and i saw this with everybody me me too and if you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. Mm. So what does that look like? looks like we're really good at thinking and doing and not really prioritizing the feeling and being, Mm. but it's in the feeling and being where intuition lies. And it really would have served us to have that strengthened. That's not to say if you're busy, it's a setup for betrayal. It's just what I consistently saw. Stage two, shock. Here's where we're blindsided. D-Day discovery day. This is really like someone took a mask off showing you who they've been. Mm. And this is by far the scariest stage. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So the body, you've ignited the stress response. So now you're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. And your worldview is shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. These are the rules. This is how life works. These people are safe, safe. Don't go there. This is the structure. And in one mind-blowing moment, everything you've known to be real and true is no longer. Mm. So here's truly where the bottom bottoms out on you. I had one study participant who said, you know what it feels like? It feels like every negative emotion you can imagine, getting punched in the gut and losing a child in a crowd, all at the same time. So, but think about it. If you were walking down the street and the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything to stay safe and stay alive. Mm. That's stage three, survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical stage. If you can't help me, get out of my way. Who can I trust? How will I survive this experience? Where do I go? Here's the trap. Because stage three, survival, feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you've been, you're like, I'm good. (sighs) No, you're not. You're just Mm -hmm. better than where you were. So what happens is you're in this stage and the longer you stay, the harder it is to leave. You start planting roots here. You're not meant to plant roots here. 
And you start getting these small self benefits from being here. You get to be right. You get your story. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again to interest you to interest you. Ah, forget it. I'm not trusting anybody. Mm-hmm. You get lots of people to confirm your story. You get sympathy from all kinds of people, right? So you get all those benefits. And then because you're here, you know, like energy attracts like energy. So now you're getting situations and circumstances and people confirming this is where you belong. Mm-hmm. And now your mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe, you know, this is where you belong. And to make it even worse, now you start using things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, because you don't feel good here. So now you're not happy with your body. You're not happy with your health. You're not happy with your relationships. You're not happy with your finances, with your lifestyle, with your life. But you don't know it gets any better. So this is like this perpetual holding pattern you've placed yourself in. And this is why people can look at it. And then, you know, one day turns into the next, into the next, into the next. And you're surviving and you're like, this is, you know, so I guess my lot in life. No, it's not. But it's just so much better than it's been. So you think this is good. You haven't even experienced transformation that's waiting for you in stages four and stages five. Mm. Willingness is the biggest word right here. Willing to let go of all those benefits you think you were getting you can move to stage four. Because they're false benefits. They're not like, they're not serving you benefits. Not at all. But it's only so much better than the shock and trauma. of where mm. you're But the, think about it. If you're willing to let those go, you know the benefits you get? First of all, you get your health back. Mm. You boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. You get a way better story than the story you had. You get to be the hero in the, or the heroine of your story. You get to stop that accelerated aging that you were doing. Mm-hmm. You get opportunities you never would have had access to, right? Because you've now you you put down this like like if you're carrying this 500 pound boulder, you can't see what's ahead of you. Your arms aren't free for that. You yeah. put that down. Now you see what's ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. Think about even in my own experience, and I'll still get to stages four and stages and stage five. But I had a very powerful story. The most important people in my life, the closest people to me, all betrayed me. But when I think of now, isn't it such a better story? You know, I mean, rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move on, which is what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself and you want to, you rebuild something entirely new with the person who hurt you. And not long ago, my husband and I marry each other again. It's two totally different transformed people. We have this new family. We just all happen to be the same characters. So it's, <laughs> it's a better story. And everything that's been created as a result. So you get that better story if you want it. Anyway, so stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. You acknowledge my old story. It's over, right? I can't control what happened but I certainly control what I do with it. And I always liken this to, if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff isn't there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. When you're in this place, you turn down the stress response. You're not quite healing just yet physically, but you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stages two and stage three. Mm. And what I find so interesting about this stage is, think about it. If you're moving, you don't necessarily take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent 
the version of you you want to be in that space. And I saw this with friendships. If your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you into stage four. You just mm. don't. You outgrow them. And people say to me all the time, is it me? Yes, it is. You're transforming. That's what's happening. So when you've made this stage four, you've made it comfortable. You're, you're settling into that. You're okay with it. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. Your body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, you eating well, exercising, you weren't doing that in the other stages. You didn't have the bandwidth. Now you do. You're making new rules, new boundaries based on what you've experienced. Mm -hmm. You have a new worldview now based on everything you see. And the four legs of that table, in the beginning, it was only the physical and the mental. We're solidly grounded because now we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Yeah, it's so important. So many people forget about the spiritual and the mental and emotional. Well, the emotional and the spiritual. And that was my problem. I was all in the physical and mental and I kept going, going, going. And to prepare for this interview, I thought about all the times that I was betrayed. And I also like to look at it as sometimes our bodies betray us, right? Like I was little and I was very sick and it felt like my body wasn't my under my control and I felt betrayed by that and that increased my stress. We also betray ourselves by the way that we talk to ourselves. So I think betrayal is just really all, it's, it's ever present and, and we really need to have tools to be able to get through it. I just love that you outlined those stages because like you said, so many people get stuck in that anger stage and you know the fight or flight and they just would rather shut down than let people in and it's so sad and it does take a lot of guts and I had two relationships where I was cheated on and uh, betrayed and that was really, really hard. I mean, I was like, what in the hell? Like, you know, and it's so true, you know, your whole worldview. I mean, I remember walking down the street being like, those people don't love each other. <laughs> They're going to hurt each other. You know, you just see the world differently from that. And it's your job to then rebuild, you know, a new vision for the world. Cause obviously I, I love everybody. And I, and that's the other thing is people take it personally, you know, mm -hmm. and it really isn't personal. It's what that person was going through. And it also is part of the plan, I believe, you know, to experience those things. And like I said, you know, my darkest night turned into this new profession that I have, which I was never expecting to have and helping so many people. And we can take that trauma and turn it into transformation. That's the gift. And, and it's so interesting because there was also in this study, there was a real strong move towards spirituality for all the participants. And it was whether they, if they were religious, they, they moved towards the spiritual side of their religion. Sometimes they left their religion completely because they weren't getting the support they needed. If they weren't spiritual religious, they moved towards spirituality. And, and I did the same. It was really, and I noticed with everybody, it was really for two reasons. Number one, you need this sense of something bigger than you. We feel so lost. We've, the bottom has bottomed out on us. We need the sense of grounding. We certainly don't trust our betrayer. And we've also lost trust in ourselves. Mm. So we don't feel like a trust in something bigger than me. And I was no different. And it's interesting because, and your audience will appreciate this. I had no trust in myself or at my, you know, in my husband at the time. So I, I met with a spiritual counselor. She's become a dear friend. And it's so interesting because I walk in and she said, oh my gosh, how you two plan this? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't run out the door. <laughs> right? and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needed something so drastic to crash and burn so that he could become the husband, father, friend he's meant to be. You, oh my gosh, you needed something so, so painful so you can heal and teach from this deep place of knowing you're going to have this huge following based on betrayal. You're going to have this institute. You're going to write books. I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. I love it. It's hard for us I mean, as a spiritual coach and somebody who works with energy, it's hard to tell people these things. It really is. You're like, okay, um, I have to say this and I'm sorry I have to say this, but this is the truth or this is what I'm seeing for you or why this has happened. And you know, one of the greatest gifts I, I remember giving myself was when my, my mom passed away, it was 22 years ago. And I said, you know, just because I don't understand something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. What if? What if everything is energy and what if we can connect and all of this? The heart chakra is so affected. The heart is so affected. And this was very real for me too. I remember saying, I never had a heart issue, right? And, and I remember saying, my heart hurts. Mm. My heart hurts. And sure enough, be careful what you say because my heart started physically hurting. And I'll never forget really being uncomfortable. And this is soon after my betrayal. And I, at the time I was going to this yoga class and she, and I would love it because she'd give this little life lesson. I wrote this in the book, Trust Again. And the lesson one day was about scars and how scars, you know, when you're a kid, you're proud of them. Like, yeah, look at me, I scraped myself. And when, as an adult, you hide them, right? And so I left that class thinking, okay, you know what? My heart is hurting because there's a scar forming on my heart. That's what this is. Go with that. But I kept saying, my heart hurts, my heart hurts. And then I'll never forget being on a coaching call. I was doing private coaching at the time. And all of a sudden, the room starts going dark. We were ending the call and I sit down right on the floor and I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. What the heck is this? And I am not a hypochondriac at all. And I was like, okay, if this keeps happening or if this happens again, I need to do something because I always heard you know, it's the silent killer for women. And I don't know nearly enough, but let me take this seriously. Sure enough, I had it again, went to the hospital and it was my, it was a panic attack. Mm. I had no idea. My heart was in such physical, physical pain. And I remember just being hooked up to all these tubes and then it hit me. I'm like, this place is for sick people. (laughs) Get me out of here. (laughs) And and that's when I realized this, this will kill me if I don't get it together. Mm. So it's it's crazy what betrayal can do. It's amazing seeing people who have this trauma and knowing that they could let go of it. And it's really a decision to step forward into the healing and they're not doing it. And it's so hard to watch. And then you see the people who do and it brings tears to your eyes because you're just like, that is like so courageous. And and I love, I was listening to one of your other interviews, you were talking about there's this this point where you're you're abandoning the old life and yet you don't know what the new life is going to look like and how scary that is. And I think people discount how scary that really is, you know, and how much courage it takes to make that step into that new life and, and not really have answers for people when they're asking for them, right? Oh, yeah. And it is, it is the death of the old in order to rebirth the new. But what I see is people are so afraid of the unknown. Mm. So, like there were three groups in the study who did not heal. And there was one group in particular, and this was the group where the betrayer had no consequences. Mm. And whether this was for out of religious reasons or financial fears, not wanting to break up a fam- family, fear, whatever, they just tried to put it behind them. I sweep it under the rug. Just don't say anything to anybody. Wow. And I'll tell you, not only did I only see a further deterioration in the relationship by far, hands down, that was, that group was the most physically sick. I totally can see that. And you can, because you can't, you know, your broken heart can't handle that. And I even know in my case, 
when I got my husband out of the house, I, I was like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm a single mom now. I have no idea what this is going to look like. I mean, I have four kids and six dogs and this thriving business. How the heck am I going to do this? But okay, no, I, I have to, I'm going to recreate me. I have no idea what's going to show up, but at the very least, a new me is going to show up. It was terrifying. And I don't want to minimize it because it was. Right. But it's only because of that, that that other person has an opportunity to, to say, what the heck did I do? And wake up or not. Like with my family, it was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just rebuilding and healing. And that's it. I guess this relationship ran its course as tragic as that is. But it's a beautiful opportunity to, to create this 2.0 version of you you know, based on you bring along whatever you like and you let go of everything that wasn't serving. There's very little of me that I'm taking into this next version that I don't want to have with me. It's a choice. And, and we forget that in that recreating of ourselves. I mean, that's where strength comes from. That's where courage co- comes from. I see the boldest, strongest, most empowered, powerful men and women who've come through their, the other side of their betrayal to that place of post-betrayal transformation. And this was an interesting too. When I was going through this study, I assumed, you're not supposed to assume anything as a district, but this was <laughs> right. my first crack at it, right? And I assumed that the people who were the hardest hit would grow the least because they had the most to overcome. Huh. I was dead wrong. That had nothing to do with it at all. It was the ones who said, screw this, I'm facing this head on, putting my head down and I am not picking my head up until I'm out the other side. They blew the doors off of the ones who were numbing, medicating, avoiding, who were not accepting, or who were just trying to turn the other cheek. It was really clear why someone would heal and why someone wouldn't. So acceptance is really the, the key, you know, accepting your circumstances, and then you can move forward. You know what it's like? It's like, you know, those people who they're like, I'm divorced, I'm divorced, I'm divorced. I'm. At what point are you single? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and that is the transformation, right? Yeah, it is just you cannot undo your betrayal. But what are you doing with what you have now? I use that analogy of the house and I'm here, I'm happy to share it again, but it truly is the trauma and transformation. The trauma happened. But what are you doing with the pieces? What are you doing with where you are? Yes, you have every right to grieve, to mourn, to, and that's, a, that's an important piece of it. But once you've done that, what are you doing with it now? Right. I, I have to say, honestly, that's one of my issues with talk therapy. I feel like you're just standing there looking at the site of destruction and, mm-hmm. and talking about it and not really rebuilding. I was going to become a therapist, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's interesting because here I am a psychologist, but I am a coach first. And, and I appreciate the need to, to talk things through because you do, you need to make sense out of it, but then you need to make meaning out of it. And there's this fine line between ruminating, you know, where you're going over, going over and then marinating, you know, where you're right. drowning in this. It's like, at what point do you say, okay, I've extracted all the information I need. What can I learn from this? What can I do with this now? Hmm. Because just to hear your story over and over and over again, it's not serving. And it's so interesting because I'll never forget, I I started, this is before, when when we were in the very early stages of the PBT Institute, the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, we actually had a live physical space. And I remember having this empowerment group, and it was like once a a, a week or once every couple of weeks, whatever, I had this group. And I would have this group, 
And people would come and they'd never come back. And I was like, what? what? What's happening here, right? What am I doing wrong? And I had a friend who, was, who kept sending people to my group. And he was like, what are you doing with everybody? They're not coming back. And, and it was interesting because I was very clear that this is an empowerment group. It's not a support group. Mm. Yes, I want to hear your story so that we can do something with it. Right. It is only to hear your story so that we hear your story so that we hear your story. I'm not for you. It was like a one-time, <laughs> one-time thing. It was not what they were looking for. Right. Right. I mean, at, based on energy, I mean, I feel like that imprints it further. It causes the law of attraction to bring in more of the same. And so that's why, you know, it is important to talk about. It. And that's why I, I stress EFT, which I'm sure you're familiar with. You know, oh, yeah. you are talking about what happened to you, but you're also accepting it and then taking that next step and saying, I love it, transforming it and then building the new life. To me, I think that a lot of people would rather stay victim, you know, because it is scary to become empowered. And then it's like, who am I? You know, it's an identity shift. And that's what I see as the seven chakras, you know, gets lit up and is like, well, now I, now I need to figure out who I am and, and how powerful I can really be, you know, what can I create? And that, that's really the cool magic part. And, you know, to see what people do. Oh yeah. And it's terrifying because now if you become this new person, you have this new identity. What happens to all the people around you? I have an interesting, you'll appreciate this EFT story. So I was trying every modality I could get my hands on and everybody comes up with their own recipe when they're healing. And, and I love the idea of EFT. I'm like, you could just do this on your own and, and, you know, get through stuff. That's wonderful. And I'll never forget. Now I had surgery in both feet for arthritis, extreme arthritis, totally hmm. stressful. On the outside, they looked fine. Apparently, I wore away all my cartilage. Every doctor said it was from years of running. But I was like, why is it that some people can run into their 70s and here I am having surgery and both feet cannot, I couldn't even walk. I mean, it was awful. I was walking like on the outsides of my feet because I could not bend my toes. Anyway, wow. and why did I have surgery? Because I wanted to wear heels. Judge me <laughs> if you like, that's the reality. <laughs> so anyway, I know even now, because the surgeries weren't really that successful, if I'm going to wear heels, I really have to, I have to be careful. So I, you know, wear flats or running shoes or whatever, and then time it, wear them for a short amount of time. So anyway, it was a day and we were working on our rebuilding. This was after the dark, dark night of the soul, the crash and burn, the, all of it. And we were very slowly, very carefully rebuilding. Clearly I was becoming very different. So was he, but it was scary. And it's part of the process, right? But there was a day and it was all day long, just running errands, doing things, wearing running shoes, whatever. And then that night we went out, simple dinner again, I wasn't wearing heels or anything. And I'll never forget, there was a moment and it was a moment where it washed over me and it was the feeling of I'm safe and I can trust. And it, it was the briefest moment. I'll never forget it. I remember exactly where I was, exactly how strong it was. The next day, I woke up as if I had danced in six-inch heels all night long. Oh, wow. I was like, what the heck is this about? So I started tapping. Huh. Like, Let's see what shows up. And all of a sudden, I hear, your hard stance keeps you in a hard stance. Ooh. Meaning my rigid, unbending mind keeps my feet rigid and unbending. And I was like, oh, it caught me red-handed. That's so interesting. I've heard the same rigid mind, rigid body. Yeah. And that's what that was. And I was like, okay, so now I, I, I see it. I see it. It was my ego saying, you thought you were safe. No, 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 no. I lose control if you really feel safe. 
So did you continue tapping? How are your feet doing now? They're, they're, you know, they're okay. They're okay. I, I, you know, it's something that I, for me, it was such a, it was more like the shock of how beautiful is the body? Look what it's doing. Look how it shows us what's true. Yeah. The wisdom and what's not. And look how our mind is so powerful that it could talk us in and out of anything. Mm. I just thought it was brilliant because here is my body showing me, this is how powerful your mind is. Look what it's doing to your body. Right. And if you think about it, the feet move you forward, right? And you know, that if you're not moving forward with what you want to be doing, it'll cause stuck energy. See it a lot. How do we know that we are having post betrayal syndrome? Yeah, I mean, there are so many and, and just some of the most common physical symptoms would be things like extreme exhaustion. You could sleep all night and you wake up, you're exhausted. Weight changes. In the very beginning, you can lose weight, then you gain. It's one of the most interesting. I thought about 50% of people who experience betrayal have uh, digestive issues. Anything mm. from you know constipation, diarrhea, Crohn's, IBS, I mean, you name it. And what I found so interesting about that is think about what the gut does. It absorbs, digests, and processes food. Mm. Isn't a betrayal? Difficult to absorb, digest, and process. Right? Totally. Is anyone wonder yeah. why the gut is off? And then mental uh, symptoms would be confusion, anxiety, brain fog, and then emotional symptoms. Extreme. I think it's something like eighty-eight percent of people who take our quiz anyway been betrayed. Experience sadness, and then some in the high eighties, anger. I mean, you just mix those two. And how are you supposed to get supposed to get through your day, right? Depression. I mean, it's all so common. It's all so common. Right. And you have a quiz on your website, right? For yeah. this? Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. And it's the post-betrayal syndrome quiz. And it's to see to what extent you're struggling. And it's, for some, it's a little bit jarring even to take the quiz because they're thinking, oh, it's just age. Oh, it's just menopause. Or it's just, no, it's not. It's a betrayal. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why it's important to sit down with yourself and meditate or just be quiet and, and listen and say, you know, am I okay? You know, what has happened? Have I been betrayed? Like I was sitting down doing these betrayals and I was like, wow, whew. I'm pretty resilient. Oh, I, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. So you talk about resilience versus transformation. What are your thoughts on that? Resilience is bringing back, restoring. You need that for your every day, right? Like, so using an analogy of a house, let's say the, the house needs a boiler and you get a boiler. That would be resilience. You're bringing it back, you're restoring it. Or if it needs a paint job and you paint, that's resilience. Here's trauma and transformation. A tornado comes by and levels your house. Like a boiler's not fixing it and a paint job's not fixing it. Mm-mm. And here's the thing. You have every right to stand there at the lot where your house once stood and say, oh my gosh, this is the most terrible, awful thing that's ever happened. And you'd be right. And even if you called everybody you know over and said, look at this, isn't this the most horrible thing you've ever seen? Everyone you know would agree. And no one would fault you if you mourn the loss of your house, right? But however, if you choose to rebuild your house, you don't have to, but if you do, why would you build the same house? There's nothing there. Right. Give it everything the old house didn't have. Make it bigger, better, more beautiful. Face it in a different direction. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, that's the gift of trauma. Trauma is the setup for transformation. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. So you have a book out that just got released, right? And it, you ran out. I mean, everybody bought it and you ran out. And now it's just out again. Yes, trust again. And I love that. Awesome. So they can get that on your website or on Amazon, right? 
Yes, that was just such a shocker. It, it ran out twice before it ever got even out there. But as of right now, it's available. So grab your copy. Awesome. Thank you so much for all your wisdom. Do you have anything else that you wanted to share? Firsthand, I, I know how painful it is. I get it. And if you have to say this a hundred million times to yourself, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. It's not about you, you know, and we personalize it. And that's what keeps us stuck. Use this for your greatest next best step. I think that's where the spirituality comes in. That's where, for me, I, it was like this idea of God or the universe or that maybe there's something conspiring for my greatness. And it's a choice to choose that. And I think that it, it helps. <laughs> you know, some people could say I'm crazy, but I, you know what? Guess what? I got out of many different times where I had to go through trauma and I transformed it for something that was better for me and for the world. And that trust really helps. Definitely when you have trust, you are in your heart center and your heart is the organizer of the field and you know, you're going to be a lot healthier and happier and less stress, obviously, because you're not going to be in the fight, flight, freeze mode. So Debbie, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate all your wisdom and sharing your experiences. They're just life-changing, really. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. And really, I invite everybody just to take that quiz. Thank you. And they will, I'm sure. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 